At their own desks, the other detectives kept typing. Years ago, Parker said, tonight was when the kids raised hell. Nowadays, you got church dances, you got socials at the Y, you got all kinds of shit to keep the kids out of trouble. So the kids figure, okay, they want us to be good on Halloween, so we'll pick another night to behave like little bastards. So they invented Devil's Night, which was last night, when we got all the windows busted and the eggs thrown. Across the room, the typewriters kept clacking. You guys writing books or what? Parker asked. No one answered him. I'm going to write a book one of these days, Parker said. Lots of cops write books. They make a fortune. I had plenty experience. I could probably write a terrific book. Hawes looked up for a moment and scratched at his back. He was sunburned and peeling. He had returned only Monday morning from a week's vacation in Bermuda, but his skin was still the color of his hair. Big, red-headed man with a white streak in the hair over the left temple, where he had once been slashed. He had not yet told Annie Rawls that he'd spent some very pleasant hours with a girl he'd met down there on the Pink Sands. This guy, Warmberger, in L.A., he used to be a cop, Parker said. I think with Hollywood Division. He writes these big bestsellers, don't he? This other guy, Cornish, he writes them too. He used to be a cop in New York. Ain't nobody who didn't used to be a cop can write books sound real about cops. One of these days, I'm going to write a big fucking bestseller. I'll go live on a yacht in the south of France. Get these naked broads diving off the boat while I sit there doing nothing. Like now, Brown said. Yeah, bullshit. I already finished my work, Parker said. This shift's been too fucking quiet. Whose idea was it to put on extra men anyway? The lieutenants? So what's the use of seven guys when nothing's happening? Who's on anyway, and where the fuck are they? Cruising, I said. Out there looking for trouble. He was thinking he himself would be looking for trouble if he told Annie what had happened in Bermuda, even though his arrangement with her was a loose one. Separate apartments, occasional conjugal visits, like they gave prisoners down in Mexico. Anyway, he had asked Annie to come with him to Bermuda, hadn't he? Annie said her vacation was until February. He asked her to change her vacation. She said she had to be in court all that week. She also said she hated Bermuda. He went down alone, met this girl who practiced law in Atlanta. She taught him some legal tricks. It's so quiet. You could hear a pin drop, Parker said. I could have been home sleeping. Instead of sleeping here, Brown said and went to the water cooler. He was a hefty, muscular black man, standing some six feet four inches tall and weighing 220 pounds. There was a glowering look on his face as he pulled a paper cup from the holder and then stabbed at the faucet button. He always looked glowering, even when he was smiling. Brown could get an armed robber to drop his piece just by glowering at him. "'Who's sleeping?' Parker said. I'm resting is all. I already finished my work. Then why don't you start writing your book, I said. 
You could write all about how Halloween ain't what it used to be, Brown said, crumpling the paper cup and going back to his desk. It ain't, Parker agreed. You could write about it so quiet on Halloween your hero has nothing to do, Oz said. That's the truth, Parker said. This phone ain't rung once since I come in. He looked at the phone. It did not ring. I'll bet that bothers you a lot, Brown said. The phone not ringing? Nothing to do, I said. No axe murders out there, Brown said. I had an axe murder once, Parker said. I could maybe write about that. It's been done, I said. Be a big fucking bestseller. I don't think it was. Because maybe a cop didn't write it. You got to be a cop to write bestsellers about cops.